You're listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.us or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. Well, I didn't want to... I felt like a moment was happening during worship um, when Sarah was singing I Believe in Miracles Jesus reminded me that that, I don't know if you guys were here at the last session, but Tony talked about what to do with disappointment, and um, it was really good, so if you weren't here, just go back and listen to it, because it's so good, but he told told the story of the two-year-old girl, Annalise, who died, who we prayed for and contended for, and she died, and that we all had to walk through that, you know, and um, we sang that song at her funeral. We sang, we believe and you, God, the God of miracles. And I was just reminded of that, that I felt like Jesus was saying, like, just the fact that Sarah was seeing it and she's been through loss. And just just that we can, I just felt like Jesus was saying, are you willing to still sing that when when things don't happen, you know? Are you willing to stand on who I am, who the word says that I am, when you don't see it happen? I just... I felt like I shouldn't leave that moment. I wanted to kind of go back to that and what I felt like he was saying. So then I answered him and I said, but God, it's hard because I've been through stuff too. And yes, I ended up saying yes, but it it was a struggle. (laughs) It wasn't easy to say yes. And um, I had moments where I didn't feel like I could believe that, you know. And so I just felt like for any of you who need to hear this, that there's a grace right here, right now for Jesus to help you say yes. Even when you feel like you can't, that you can, he, there's a grace in the room right now to receive, being able to stand upon who he is, that he is the God of miracles, that he is good, that he is a God of love, and he's a God of life, not a God of death. And um, so we just receive Jesus in this moment, the ability just to stand upon your word when our experience doesn't show what's true about you. We, we choose to believe who you are, who your word says that you are, in spite of our feelings and our experiences. Thank you, God. So that wasn't part of my sermon, but I just, I just, I really felt like that was for somebody or multiple people that, you know, it's the same thing. I've, you know, had times where I'm like, God, I can't forgive this person. I I don't feel like I can forgive a person. And Jesus said, well, I can give you grace to forgive them. You know, he, we, we can do things in his strength, right? We can't, we can't always do things in our own strength and we're not supposed to. We are created to do things with him and his strength and lean back into him. So, um, at those times that we feel like we can't, you know, he's saying my grace is sufficient. So, well, um, I'm excited about what God wants to share today, and um, I want to start with uh, 2 Corinthians 5, so if you want to go ahead and turn there. I like to read out of the Passion Translation. Sometimes I switch back and forth between different translations, but I'm going to hang there today. So let's see, 2 Corinthians 5, 
And I'm going to do verse 17 through 18. So as I was preparing for this, I just felt like this verse stood out to me, and this is kind of where Jesus wanted to take it. And I'm going to read it. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. So if you've accepted Jesus into your heart, that's you. You're an entirely new person. In other translations, it's you're a new creation. The Greek word for creation means new species. So you're actually a completely new species, creation, in Christ, even if you don't feel like it. (laughs) All that is related to the old order, your old self, has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. Verse 18, and God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us the ministry of reconciliation, reconciling others to him. So I just felt like God was saying, you guys are, we are ministers of reconciliation. That's our purpose. That's our calling because we have been reconciled to him. Upon with the moment that we gave our lives to Jesus, that we accepted him into our hearts, we became an entirely new creation. We are reconciled. Reconciled means to be restored back. We were restored back to what he always intended for us to be in the very beginning. <laughs> it's really good news, yeah. right? That's what the cross did. That's what Jesus did for us. He reconciled us back to him. And now, because of that, because we have received reconciliation, we have the ministry of reconciling others back to him. So if you've ever wanted to know what your purpose is in life, <laughs> it's to make people whole. It's to be whole and make people whole by the power of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to be speaking so much identity today. I love it. Okay, so Matthew 10, 8 is the other verse. Uh, It's the one that says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Um, Jesus said to me, well, we've, we've heard this multiple times. Jesus didn't say pray for the sick to be healed. He said heal the sick. He said you heal the sick. You are, your ministry is reconciliation. You heal the sick. And it's not arrogant (laughs) because it's all because of Jesus. It's not by our own works, right? But it's who we are now. And so I felt like Jesus was saying, your life, your life heals. It's supposed to heal people. Like you are healing. You heal the sick. You are healing. Your words are healing. Your presence is healing. Your life is healing. It's supposed to be. That's what we were created for. You are healing to others. <laughs> you know, the person of Jesus is healing, right? His presence is healing. People, the woman with issue of blood, she touched his garment and she was healed. His clothes were healing. Why? Because he was whole and he was love and he was perfectly abiding in the Father. And so he walked in wholeness. And so when people walked past him, they were made whole. He was healing. He is healing. And because we are (laughs) one with Jesus, we are supposed to be healing. Our purpose is to walk in wholeness and to bring other people into that same 
reality. You know, have you guys ever heard of Charles Finney? He's a general of the faith um, back in the 1800s, uh, part of the Second Great Awakening, you know, an amazing revivalist. He, there's a story where he was riding on a train through a town. Some of you may have heard this. And the people in the town, as he, as he was just sitting on a train passing through a town, people in bars and places all around town were falling on their faces, repenting of their sin and getting healed and set free and giving their lives to Jesus. Just because he rode through on a town, through on a train through a town. Why? Because he carried, he, he lived in such a oneness with Jesus that he just, and he lived in this place abiding in the Father that everywhere he went, people were set free. I'm not saying, like, we're there. or I'm not saying that, like, <laughs> I'm not there. I'm not saying this is what we're living at right now because I know maybe some people are thinking, well, that's impossible. You know what I mean? But I'm just telling you what the Word of God says, and that's what I live my truth by, you know? And, and it's okay. We're in process. We're, we're moving forward. But I'm just saying this is what we are created for. This is who, who God says that we are. This is our identity. This is what Jesus paid for on the cross, right? So Jesus paid for us to walk in the same ministry as him, the ministry of reconciliation. You know, Jesus didn't just have a great healing ministry. He had a great wholeness ministry. <laughs> I mean, if you track back, like Tony mentioned earlier, if you track back the word heal to the Greek, if you track it back a couple places, it actually means shalom, peace. And the word shalom means wholeness, mind, body, soul, and spirit. So when Jesus healed someone, he made them whole, mind, body, soul, and spirit. It was like a full wholeness. It's just... This should be natural for us. What I want to get to is that living in wholeness and abiding in Jesus' love for ourselves, is natu- the natural response to that is going to bring other people into wholeness. And so here's what I'm not saying. Because <laughs> that's like the thing we love to say that because we just want to be clear, you know. Here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying we don't have to do anything, okay? Because we know that, like, if we never step out and never put our faith to action, things probably aren't going to happen, right? If we never pray for the sick, the sick will never be healed. If we never step out in whatever, okay? But we do things naturally. Thing, when we live in love and abide in God's love and favor for us and we, we live in our identity as sons and daughters who walk in wholeness, then people naturally, we naturally step out and pray for people and naturally bring people into wholeness through our lives, through our words, through our actions like every day. Just, it's powerful. It's powerful. So I just feel like the Lord is saying, oh, I wanted to say, you know, Loving people and serving people looks like action. It looks like intentionality. So that's what I, that's what I was saying. It's not doing nothing, okay? Um, it's like when we talk about rest, you know? Like rest is a heart posture. It doesn't mean just lay down and do nothing. 
It means rest and lean back into Jesus and do it in his strength. But it doesn't mean do nothing because Jesus asked us to do things, right? <laughs> so if we serve and love people from our, our identity first as sons and daughters, ministers of reconciliation, living in wholeness, bringing other people into that same wholeness, then the natural response to living in that place is people getting healed, set free, delivered, right? Through the power of love. Identity is so important. It has to come from identity first. Like, it has to be a natural response of just living in who we are created to be. Otherwise, it's just, it's a clanging symbol, you know? And what we believe about ourselves, who we are in Jesus, is so important because we know that what we actually believe to be true about ourselves is what will manifest in our life. If we believe we're just wretched sinners who are ugly worms and are no good nothings, that's what we're going to be. We're going to live that out by faith, right? If we believe we're sinners we're gonna, and we're always going to be sinners, then we're going to sin by faith because that's who we've claimed as who we are. So if you want power over sin in your life, then you have to believe that you've been set free at the cross. And you have to step into the fact that I'm no longer a sinner. And so I don't have to sin anymore if I don't want to. You know? I mean, <laughs> Colossians 2, 9 through 10, you know, it tells us that we have the fullness of Christ living inside of us. Let me go there. Just because I love Colossians so much. For he, Jesus, is the complete fullness of deity living in human form. Jesus was fully God and fully human, okay? And our own completeness is now found in him, in Jesus. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. Let's skip down to verse 11. Through our union with him, we have experienced circumcision of heart. All the guilt and power of sin has been cut away and is now extinct because of what Christ the anointed one has accomplished for us. Oh, I, I skipped the main part that I was going to read. Sorry. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. So you have the completeness of Jesus living inside of you right now. Every single one of you who have accepted Jesus into your hearts, you have the fullness of Jesus right here. It's just that we don't believe that's true. Right? Right? Because we look at our experiences and what we're, the struggles we have and our failures and what we're not doing, and we say, well, I guess we don't, like, we just don't, we believe that instead of what the word says. Right? We, we believe this is who I am because this is what I'm seeing instead of what Jesus says about me. So we have to close the gap between what we actually believe to be true about ourselves to walk in wholeness, because that was what we were created for, wholeness. You know, love wants wholeness. It doesn't want lack in any area. It wants completeness, right? I don't want, like, look at my kids and be like, well, I just want you to be healthy in some areas. <laughs> no, I want them to be complete and whole. <laughs> I want them to live in fullness. I want them to be happy and overflowing and living out their destinies. I want everything and more for them, right? 
And I'm not even a perfect parent, and I want that for my kid. Think about Jesus be, or God being the perfect father, what he wants for us. So love wants to bring us into wholeness, wants us to walk in the wholeness that Jesus already paid for, okay? It's already been done. We just have to believe it and step into it, okay? But, like, I'm speaking for myself here too, guys. Like, like there's areas in my life that just aren't whole. I'm not walking in wholeness, you know? And, and like, sometimes I, I think in some areas of my life where I'm reacting instead of responding and blowing up or whatever, letting my circumstances dictate my attitude or just all these things, I'm like, well, I just look just like the world. We're supposed to be a light. They're supposed to look at us and be like, see the wholeness that we walk in, and we're supposed to bring them into that too, but we can't bring anyone into something that we aren't living out, Right? And I realize we're on, all in process, so there's no condemnation for where you are, you know? Because I feel like I should be sitting right here next to Alicia listening to this sermon myself. <laughs> I am. Jesus is speaking this to me right now. That's why I'm sharing it. So I felt like Jesus was saying, the reason, speaking to me, the reason you're not walking in wholeness fully yet is because you're not letting me love you in every area. So it really starts with letting him love us. And I'm sorry if you've heard this message about a hundred thousand times, but we're probably never going to stop talking about how much he loves us and how much and how important it is for him for to sit at his feet and receive love from him because it all comes from intimacy. Every single thing is coming from sitting at the feet of Jesus and letting him love us really well. I am so wrecked by Siraj's message on Wednesday. I know we keep talking about it, but seriously, if you haven't listened to it, if you weren't here last Wednesday, it's on our Facebook page last Wednesday. Um, listen to that message. It's changed me um, even just in the last few days <laughs> just because it, I just, that's why I just cry. I just cry all the time. I just cry because Jesus just, I've just allowed myself to be loved by him, you know? And I went to a deeper level of letting him to love me in every area, you know? And it's changing me. It's changing me. I just cry. I don't apologize for crying because he's just so good. <laughs> and he loves me, loves me, loves me, loves me. <laughs> and honestly, I don't even know why I wore my lashes today. Because I've just been crying all day, and, like, half of them are, like, off, and I just keep trying to, like, tack it back on. I just, just, there's no point. <laughs> Lindsay understands. Gotta have the lashes. <laughs> but um, I just felt like Jesus was saying, the reason you're not walking in wholeness is because you're not letting me love you into wholeness. He just wants to love us into wholeness. Not so that we can do anything for him, but just because he loves us. And he wants us to be whole just like a parent would want their children to walk in wholeness. You know? The areas that he's bringing to the surface, where we're, the places that he's highlighting that we're not walking in wholeness is just because he's a good dad and he wants to bring us into the fullness. You know? I like what Tony says. He says when Jesus corrects us, he pulls us closer to him. <laughs> right? 
such a good word. But the wounds and the hurts that we're carrying are toxic to our destinies, guys. They're toxic. They're toxic to the calling that we have on our life to bring people into wholeness, into Jesus. And we're afraid. We're afraid to deal with things. We're afraid to face that hurt or that pain that we've been through. But Jesus is saying, if you'll just come and let me love you into wholeness, you'll be free. You know? You'll be free. So what can we do? The answer is always abiding in his love, like I said. It's living in his love. Like Siraj said, it's just leaning back into the arms of Jesus and just imagining yourself being one with him and letting him tell you how much he loves you. And a lot of us don't like to do that because we don't feel like we're worth his love. And that's a lie. Jesus said that you were worth it when he died for you. Your, actual, your value is his life. What you're worth is his life. You don't pay for something that's not worth that. You know? Like I explained last time I spoke, if someone came and kidnapped my kids, I would empty my bank account and I would die and I would sell everything I own to get them back. Why? Because they're worth it to me. But if someone came and kidnapped my couch, I wouldn't <laughs> empty my bank account. I wouldn't give my life for that couch. It's not even that nice of a couch, you know? I'd just say, you can have it. But your, your value is Jesus. So it's okay. It's not arrogant to let him love you. You're worth it. And he paid a high price for you to walk in wholeness and be whole and healed. And I'm not just talking about physical healing. You know that by now. Talking about mind, body, soul, and spirit. Whole. Walking in wholeness requires refinement, guys. It requires fire to burn everything up. It's not supposed to be there. And it, require, it requires us saying yes to that process. Because we each have a choice of how much we're willing to be refined into love. And that picture we can strong arm Jesus and say, no, not there. You, I'll give you my yes in this area, in this area that I'm comfortable in, but that area you can't have. So it's saying yes to every place. You know, about a year ago, two years ago, I... I said this prayer one time here on a Sunday morning that changed my life forever, and I said, Jesus, I submit myself to the process of becoming love, whatever that means. And then here came the fire <laughs> right away. The refinement, the sozos, and the whatever. This stuff came to the surface that was down there that worked its way to the top, and it looked real messy, you know? And I, but I said, Jesus, you can have my yes, you know, and it wasn't, it's not always easy to give him our yes, because it costs us something, right? It always costs something. I remember like four or five years ago, no, maybe like seven or eight years ago, lying on the floor at a women's retreat, God seekers retreat, 
and I was encountering Jesus, and he said, I have big plans for you. <laughs> I have big plans in ministry. And I said, no, I don't want to. <laughs> I grew up and I was a pastor's kid my whole life, and I did. It was the last thing I wanted to do. <laughs> and I was like, no, Jesus, it's too hard. He just gave me a glimpse <laughs> of what I would be walking into. And I was like, no. And I just remember sobbing on the floor. No, I don't want to. <laughs> and then he let me not want to, you know. And then, like, fast forward seven or eight years later, and he brought that back to my memory and said, see, you said yes. Thank you for saying yes. <laughs> and I remember being a little girl and telling my mom, I never want to marry a pastor. <laughs> and she said, never say never, honey. <laughs> and now I'm a pastor and I'm married to a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> so just you, when you say yes you just you have to say yes and just take it how it is <laughs> take these off for a second so I can get my fear <sighs> so refinement came when I said that I said Jesus, I submit myself to the process of becoming love, and here, here comes refinement in all forms and types. And it, it was hard, you know. It was hard facing things inside of me that weren't pretty, you know. Because I'm a three on the Enneagram. I don't know if you guys know anything about the Enneagram, but we like to keep it together. That's why it's so funny right now that I'm losing it. But we like to have it together. We like to look like we're do like we, we're good, you know, on the outside. And so that was hard for me, but... I've never been so more so free in my life, honestly. I've never been so free in my life. You know, there were so many areas I was carrying hurt or unforgiveness or just lies I was believing about myself or God or just different things. But And I'm still in that process. That's the point I want to make is, like, it wasn't just last year and it went away forever. <laughs> you know, like, when you say yes to Jesus and you give him your whole self, then it's just a process until you step into the wholeness. And I'm not there yet. I don't look like Jesus yet fully, right? I'm not walking pe past people and my shadow isn't healing anyone yet. But I'm, I'm, getting, I'm going to see that in my life, so I'm going to declare that. Why? Because Jesus paid for it. And I want him to get his full reward through my life. You know, I'm not satisfied anymore just coming to church. I've never really been too satisfied doing anything mediocre it's not really my personality but I'm not satisfied just coming to church on Sunday hearing a good sermon I'm going to give it my all you know I'm going to give him my all because that's what he paid for and he's worth it Second Corinthians 5:20 also calls us Christ's ambassadors let's read that Just a little bit farther down. We are ambassadors of the anointed one who carry the message of Christ to the world as though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips. Yeah. So we, we tenderly plead with you on Christ's behalf. Turn back and be reconciled to him. I'm not making this up. It's in the word. We are Christ's ambassadors. We're... 
or ambassadors of Christ? Well, an ambassador is a high-ranking official who carries the culture from one place to another place. So we are ambassadors of Christ. We're ambassadors of heaven. We're supposed to carry the culture of heaven into the world and transform the world around us. Ambassadors carry an authority for the place they come from. It's like someone, an ambassador for America, having the authority that the president of the United States would have. And they're, and they're going into another culture, another country, and they carry that authority. And I also looked it up, and it said ambassadors, the main, the main thing they do is, care, is work for peace in that place. Right? Shalom. Wholeness. In order to carry the culture of heaven here on earth, we have to allow the culture of heaven to live here. And we have to nurture and protect it. It's our job. Okay? We have to protect the culture of heaven inside of us in order to bring it around us. So wholeness and shalom, we have to first accept that that's our identity. That's the first step, that shalom and wholeness is what Jesus paid for at the cross. So first we have to accept that truth, and then we have to say yes to it, and then we have to protect it so that we can release it because we can't give away what we don't have. You know, freely you have received, freely give. We give out of the overflow of what we first receive. So you have to, receiving implies that you have to accept it, accept something. So when we're living and abiding in God's love, we have to be okay accepting his love and living in that in order to give it away. Yeah, receive means to, in the dictionary, means to take it, or it might be the Greek. Receive in the Greek me in that verse, freely have received, freely give. Receive means take it. Take it. That means we have to do something. We have to take it. So it's available to all of us, but some of us just aren't taking it, you know, because we don't believe it or we didn't know, realize we, it was available or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. And it's, it's, it's more of like a heart posture taking it, right? It's mine. That's who I am, you know? Yeah, if we're not willing to let Jesus love us, then we're not going to be able to give love to others. And we know that in ministry and in life, if we don't have love, we have nothing. 1 Corinthians 13 tells us that. Love is our purpose. Without love, we have nothing. And actually, I didn't realize this until I was reading it the other day, that the chapter before 1 Corinthians 13, so 1 Corinthians 12, is talking about the gifts of the Spirit. <laughs> Prophecy, healing, speaking in tongues, prophets, teachers, pastors, all evangelists. And, and then the next chapter, it's like, if you have love, you have nothing, though. So it doesn't really matter how many people we pray for to be healed or how big our healing ministry is. <laughs> if we don't love people, we have nothing. Absolutely nothing. Love is our purpose, and people are our purpose. 
David Wagner says, people are not our problem. People are our purpose. If people are your problem, then you probably don't, you're probably just not walking in your, your full identity in Christ. Because your identity in Christ is to love people the way God loves us. So if you're annoyed and irritated and aggravated and angry and hurt, then you're probably just not walking in your identity in Christ. And there's no shame in that because we all have areas in our life where we're not walking in fullness. And Jesus highlights those so that we can choose to get healed in those areas and move forward, right? There's been many times in ministry where I've been annoyed and irritated. And Jesus is like, people aren't your problem. They're your purpose. You're not believing who you really are. And you're not seeing them through my eyes right now. You're not loving them. What if we just, in ministry, I'm sure there's a lot of leaders in the church in here, but I, whether you are or not, we're all, we all have ministry of reconciliation. We're all called to love people and minister to people, okay? It's not just people up here. But what if we chose to minister to people, but first, before we said one word or before we even looked at them in the eyes or before we even did anything, we were so full of the Father's love and we, we learn to fall in love with people first. What if we learn to fall in love with people? Because I actually believe that we can. That's what we do when we give people prophetic words. At least that's what I've learned to do is like see people through the eyes of Jesus, right? Because when I'm giving a prophetic word, I'm not seeing, I'm not telling them things that I see about them. Or else that's just a discerning word. That's, I'm just seeing that on you. I'm just discerning this about you. You know, but when you give people a prophetic word, you're actually, you're looking at them through the eyes of Jesus. You're seeing them through Jesus' eyes and you're seeing something that you wouldn't be able to see in them. But Jesus is showing that about you. You're falling in love with them in a way. You're seeing them through Jesus' eyes. So what if everything, every time we encountered a person, we just learned to fall in love with them, right? I mean, anyone can, come here, Lindsay. I'm going to use you as an example. Okay, so anyone can just see Lindsay here, right, and just notice that her hair is beautiful. She's absolutely gorgeous. She's glowing. She's perfect. I love her. She's my BFF forever. She means so much to me. But anyone can see the obvious. But what if we just took a second, let's all just take a second and just ask Jesus, what do you see in Lindsay? What do you love about Lindsay? Just take a second. What do you love about her? And we don't have to say it out loud, but let's just practice, right? Wow. Yeah. Anybody? Okay, fine. Shoot, sh shout it out. Do it. What does Jesus see and love about Lindsay? What? Full of service. Yeah, right? We can just get his heart for people. We just kind of sink it. You can sit down now. Thank you so much. I love you. She, does, she is not comfortable with that, guys. Thank you, Lindsay. I didn't mean to put you in the spot. I really would have given you a heads up if I was, knew I was going to do that. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it just takes a second to kind of sink back into the heart of Jesus for someone, right? I love what Siraj talked about on Wednesday about there's something about literally slowing down. And just recognizing Jesus is here. He's one with us. He's taken, as I take a step, he's taken a step. There's something about just 
literally physically slowing down and just, Jesus, how do you see them? You can do that with people too, you know? But, you know, we love people out of the overflow of being loved. That's the only place it can come from. We love because he first loved us. So if we're going to love people, well, we better let him love us. Because <laughs> we, we think Jesus is mad at us or angry at us or disappointed at us. We're probably going to be angry and mad and disappointed at other people, right? We're going to filter everything we hear from God through those things. So we, we, it's, that's why it's, we talk so much about the nature of God being good. And that's like my favorite topic ever. I love talking about the nature of God. Because it has to all start from knowing him. Knowing who he is. So the everyday abiding in his love and sinking back into him and being one with him, that's what protects the culture that we're trying to carry as ambassadors, right? Abiding in his love. Intimacy with Jesus is everything. We won't ever get tired of saying that. We won't ever stop saying that because that's the truth. You can't shortcut past it. It all comes from intimacy with him. None of this is possible without him, without relationship with him. And he, we were created for relationship with him. We weren't created to do for him. We weren't created to just be his little workforce. He wants to love us first. And those things come naturally out of being loved. So that's why Tony was saying, Jesus said, just focus on being loved for six months. Just because that's all you need to do. Just be loved. All comes from there. You're going to have a great healing ministry if you just allow yourself to be loved by Jesus every single day. Right? You're going to be so compelled by love because you're in love, because you're being loved. That you're going to naturally just see a problem and you're going to be like, I have the solution. His name's Jesus. And I'm in love with him. Right? <laughs> you know, we all have areas that we're not operating out of love and we're not walking in wholeness. But wholeness is available. It just takes a yes, you know? Even this week, Jesus was saying, you know, because I started doing this whole, okay, Jesus, I'm sinking back into your love. I'm going to let you love me, you because know, it's just been a fresh revelation for me, this receiving love first, and then everything flows from that. Jesus has been speaking that with us for a few weeks now, if not longer, and it's just been something he's doing. I believe in the whole body, because I've heard multiple people talking about this everywhere, and it's just something he's doing and so I've been practicing that, you know, putting practice to it and practical application like Siraj mentioned and Tony and different people have mentioned. There's practical ways that you can just let yourself be loved by him. We'll get to that later. But, you know, in those moments, Jesus is like, okay, well, part of letting me love you is showing you areas that you're not walking in wholeness. <laughs> and here's where you're not walking in wholeness. You just flipped out on your kids the other day. You're angry. You know, you were upset at Owen, and you reacted instead of responding. And you're, you still have wounds from your childhood that you're not dealing with that you've been telling me, no, you're not going to deal with for a while now. Hard things that I didn't want to hear, right, but that are true. And I'm just being vulnerable with you guys. Just that there's areas inside of me that 
I'm not walking in wholeness in. And so it's just like, Jesus, okay, like, my yes to him is getting quicker. <laughs> because I'm building history with him. And I know that he's good. And I know that when I, even though it seems hard, the more that uh, when I do say yes, there's freedom. And there's so much life coming from saying yes to him. And so my yes is getting quicker. So the other day, he said, and I'm like, yes, yes. I mean, I know it's hard. It's, it's a little bit of, you know, I don't want to do it, but it, my, yeah, it's my yes, because I know he's good. And I know it's, he's, he has great plans for me, and he wants me to be free. And I know that I have the ministry of reconciliation. I'm supposed to be reconciling others back to him and bringing them into that same wholeness. So I'm saying yes. I'm dealing with stuff, you know? But again, we all have the, we all get to decide how much we're willing to be refined into love. You know, we don't have to. We have a choice. And he still loves us the same. His love never changes. It's just that you're, you may not be able to walk in the fullness that Jesus paid for. And that's really exciting to do that and bring other people into that same wholeness. And I'm pretty sure that if you're here at this conference, you're looking for more. You're looking for ways to bring people into the more. Because I don't think that you wouldn't be here if you didn't, you know. And me too. Me too. It's not that I, we are, it's not just that we are created to bring people into wholeness. We get to, right? I'll tell you that there was time in my ministry where I, in this process of being in ministry, that I used to say, I have to do this. Just being vulnerable again. (laughs) You guys are a safe place. And now, Jesus said, you don't have to, you get to. It's a privilege. People are a purpose and they're a privilege. And it's an honor. And even when I don't feel like it, I say, I get to love you. Get to serve here. Get to love people. (laughs) Got a little hot there. Get her more. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> what do they say, the uh, voice of the apostles? Fire on them, God. <laughs> fire on them, fire on them. Um, so if you're looking for a formula, there isn't one. <laughs> I'm sorry if you like formulas. They just, they don't really work in the kingdom because God's relational. There can't be formula where there's relationship, I don't think. And the secret to a great healing ministry, any ministry, is just abiding in him and his love. That's the secret. And, yes, it really is that simple. Religion doesn't like for it to be that simple, but it is. Right? It's that simple, letting him love us. You know the most humbling thing that all God really wants to do is love and serve us. How humbling is that? And that might sound arrogant, but that's extremely humbling, and that is who he is. Jesus came and he served. And really what he wants to do is he wants to come and he wants to serve you, 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 and he wants to love you. He wants to love you guys, you know? He wants to wash your feet. 
Is that hard to accept that truth? Is it hard to to look, like Tony said, look in the mirror and say, I'm worthy of being served and loved by Jesus. Wow, right? Wow. Sometimes that's hard for me to say as I look at myself, right? But that's the truth. What kind of God wants to come and serve us? Jesus. (laughs) A good father, right? A good parent just wants to serve their kids. So I want to read to you John 15, 4, because I, I just, as I start to close, just feel like we can sum up this whole conference in this verse. If you want something to know to do, okay? John 15, 4. This is Jesus talking. So you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. Jesus chooses to stay unified with us, even in our mess. He actually chooses never to leave us and stay one with us, even when we don't deserve it. And all he wants is for us to remain in life union with him. You know? For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. (laughs) We cannot produce fruit without being connected and abiding in his love. It's impossible. Without love, you have nothing. So that's why I'm saying all we have to do is be loved by Jesus and then be in relationship with him. And then from that place, he's going to tell us what we need to do. He's going to tell us where we need to go. He's going to give us direction. He's going to be like, this is, he's going to clean us up. He's going to take us there because he's faithful. We don't have to take ourselves there, guys. You know, like we're all trying to meet the standard of Jesus' life. We don't get there on our, in our own strength. He takes us there because he's relational. He wants to go there with us so we don't have to worry, am I ever going to get there? What do I need to do? What, how do I, can, what can I work to get there? I've been there, and I still sometimes go to that place, and then I'm like, eh, not going there because I don't feel good. So I'm learning and I'm growing, you know? And so there's no condemnation if that's where you're there, but that's not what you were created for. You're created to lean back and rest in him and let him and do it in his strength and trust that he's gonna take you there. He's gonna take you there. He's good and he's faithful and he wants it more than you want it. You know, an orange tree naturally produces oranges. Why? Someone give me the scientific reason why oranges Orange trees produce oranges. Because they're orange trees. Isn't it profound? They don't have to work up oranges. They just produce them. You know? Because they're connected. The branches are connected to the tree. So they just produce it. That's what they were created to do. And so we, like, make it really hard Got to produce all this fruit. Got to prove that I'm one of his kids. Got to do this. Got to do that. Got to do this. Got to earn love. Got to. And it's just like, just abide in me. Let me love you. And you're going to produce fruit. Because when you let me love you, you're going to step more into your identity. I'm going to love you into wholeness. Right? He's going to love us into wholeness. And we're going to produce fruit. And we're going to have lots of fruit. 
that way. And it's going to be way more enjoyable and full of joy than doing it in our own effort. And it's going to be way more fruitful. <laughs> Thank you, God. That's right. People will be healed and whole and set free naturally by us abiding in his love. Freely we have received out of the overflow of, being, of receiving from him, we give. Just a natural response. We are so loved. Okay, fine. Rachel, put up the picture of me and Stokely. So I'm going to show you guys my kids because I just really miss them. And I wanted an excuse to show you guys my beautiful children. This is my son, Stokely. He's a fire. His name means to stoke up a fire. He's a fire starter. He's going to change the world. He's going to have influence over the political realms and governments. <laughs> He's so beautiful. Love my baby. And I have twins. I have, I have twin two-year-olds. My daughter, that's Elle. And she's a light. Her, her name means illuminated. And she's going to illuminate people's identities in Christ. And they're... I prayed for them my whole life. <laughs> and I waited ten, almost eight years for them. <laughs> they were God's promise to me, you know, and, and they're here manifest, double portion. And they're beautiful. <laughs> and I love them so much, and Jesus teaches me so much about them about how much he loves me by how much I love them, you know? I'm not even a perfect parent, but I love them so much it hurts. They drive me crazy sometimes. <laughs> but <they're laughs> but I love them so much. If you're a mom, you understand this. It's like, I can't wait till you go to bed, but then when they're in bed, you're like, I miss those little faces, you know? But I, I just love to sing to them at night. And I love to tell them what a joy they are and how I delight in them and how they're my chosen babies and my promises. And I've prayed my whole life for you guys and you're here and you're everything mommy's ever dreamed of. And I'm sorry that if you didn't have a parent who told that to you, but Jesus is telling that, say that over each one of you. I'm sorry if you didn't have a mom who rocked you to sleep at night and told you that you're amazing in everything that she's ever dreamed of having, but I'm telling you that Jesus has been singing over you since before time began, and he loves you. And as I feel that love that I have for my own kids, I just feel the Father saying, I love you that much and so much more, you know? And I'm not even a perfect parent, but Jesus is. He's the perfect parent, and his love for us is insane, guys. I miss them, too. They're with Grandma. Jesus just wants to love us like that, you know. My kids have no problem just crawling up into my lap and let me sing over them and tell them how amazing they are. Their little eyes light up. I just tell them how amazing they are, how beautiful they are, how perfect they are. And they don't ever try to stop me, you know. And Jesus, 
he wants us just to crawl up on his lap. And he wants to tell us how much he loves us. Abiding in his love and receiving that love is what is going to allow us to step into the wholeness we are created for. It's only going to be that way. We can't, it's impossible to step into wholeness in our own strength without his love. Because that's what we are designed for. Jesus loves relationship. He loves family. Did you guys know that there's like a mother heart of God? Just like God has a father's heart, he also has a mother's heart. You know, that just wants to rock us to sleep comfort us when we're going through stuff. Kiss our little faces when we got boo-boos, you know. And some of us in this room, we just, there might be wounds there from not having a mom or a dad or someone to love us, you know, like we should have been loved. And it's not your fault, you know. But Jesus wants to heal us and make us whole so that we can bring the world back into that same wholeness. But the power is in his love. It's not how much fasting we do. Although that is good. And again, we just rest in him. And if he asks us to do it, we just do it. We give him our yes. But it doesn't come from that. It comes from relationship. Relationship and love says, first let me bring you in and let's do this together. You know, let's do this thing together. So can we just give Jesus our yes <laughs> to stepping into everything that he, he created us for? Can we just give him our yes to saying, I'll submit to the process of becoming love and stepping into the wholeness that you paid for me for? If you guys are okay with that, I'm just going to have Sam keep playing and then I just want you, I don't want you guys to stand. I just want you to get comfortable in your chair or on the floor or whatever you want to do. But I want you, if you need healing in your bodies or you're needing a miracle in your life or you just need healing and wholeness in any area of your life that Jesus has been highlighting, I just want you to, I'm going to do this application that I just learned. I want you just to lean back into your chair. Okay. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to imagine yourself leaning back into the chest of Jesus. Okay? Just use your spiritual imagination. Just imagine yourself leaning back into him. And I want you to imagine that his arm becomes one with your arm and then the other arm. And his legs and your legs just become one. And your body literally is becoming one with the, with the body of Jesus right in this moment because you are one. And I just want you to take a moment and I just want you to sink back into him. And I just want you to let him heal those places or in your body because he is healing. <laughs> he is healing and you're one with him. So just imagine if you have pain in your bodies right now, I just want you just to 
just kind of pay attention to as it leaves. Just pay attention to just fading away. If there's any way you can measure your, your healing right now, just imagine, just kind of expect and wait for it just to fade away. Just take a moment and sit back into Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for the cross. We thank you that you paid for our wholeness. We thank you. We let you love us in this moment, Jesus. We open up and we receive. We take all your love for us. Not because we deserve it, but because you said we are, we are worth it by your life. sink back into your love right now, God. You know, and I just don't want, I just want you to stay in that posture for a minute. And for those of you who just really felt like you wanted to pray that prayer, Jesus, I submit myself to the process of becoming love and walking in the wholeness that you paid for. I just want you to say it under your breath or say it in your heart or whatever you want to do. Jesus, I just submit myself to the process of becoming love. Whatever that looks like, I say yes. You can have all of me. Every area, every wound, every hurt, every disappointment. God, at every place of unforgiveness, I give you access, Jesus, to heal me and make me whole. I know you're trustworthy and I know that you're good yeah just want you to imagine yourself just giving all that stuff to him saying you can do it Jesus I'm going to let you do it and he will maybe not right here in this moment maybe he will maybe it'll be as you when you go home this weekend he's going to start telling you things that he wants you to deal with with him but I believe Jesus can bring instant transformation in a second, his presence. Thank you, Jesus. Just receive all your love, God. Give us the grace to receive all your love. just want you to, if you're having a moment with Jesus, please don't leave. Please don't be in a hurry. If you need to come up front, and we can have prayer people come up here If, as long as you're not having a moment. If you are, just stay where you are. But if you're available, come up here. And if you need prayer, is anyone receiving 
Is anyone's pain leaving? They had pain or a way to measure it at all? Just raise your hand if so. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, that you're healing. So if you need to stay where you are, please, by all means, don't, don't rush this moment with him. Our life depends on these moments with him. But if you need prayer, you're more than welcome to come up. And these people are amazing. They love you so well, and they can pray for you and give you a prophetic word and just speak life into you. Just want you guys to know that you're so highly favored and loved by God. You are powerful sons and daughters. Powerful sons and daughters. And we love you and we we believe in you. <laughs> Even if we don't know you, <laughs> we still love you and believe in you. <laughs> yeah, thank you, God. Yeah, I actually feel like in this moment that Jesus really wants to empower some people. So if you guys are okay with it, I would really like to ask a couple of our leadership team members to just, if they feel like oh, they're getting a word for someone out here, are you guys okay with that? Just take some time to just love on some people out here, love on you guys just for a few minutes and then we're gonna let you guys take a break and go get food. But does that sound good, guys? I'm just gonna have some people just... Um, just want to empower you guys and love on you for a second. Yeah. So, um, uh, Owen and Sarah, can you come up here? And, um, Linda, you can come on up here. Come on. And, um, so if you got Lindsay and if Tony, of course, and if you guys get a, if you're, we're just going to take a minute. Because I just really feel like Jesus wants to just encourage you guys and empower you guys. So um, if you guys are getting a word for anyone, just grab the mic here and um, yeah, we'll just take a second to fall in love with you guys. We're already kind of in love with you, but <laughs> just hear what he has to say. Are you reaching for the mic? Okay. the lady who has the beautiful dress, the pink flowers. It, yes, you. Um, I just hear this word where I, I honor you. You have, it's, it's been a long time that you've been so close with Jesus. And the highs and the lows. Yes, it's not only holding your hand. He is to 
excited with you equally one and I want to honor you today Jesus said I love you I love you so much I'm so proud of you and I'm never going to give up on you because I want to keep always reminding you how much I love you you're my dear one you're my sweet you're my beloved even when you don't feel like it I want to still whisper in your ear saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> yes. Yes, you're my queen. You're my queen. Yes, God bless you. Bless you. The lady on the red. Right. What's your name? Vicky. Okay. I feel like God is saying, Vicky, that uh, I feel just the pleasure of God, um, of the history that you have with Him. And I feel like. Uh, the cultivation of intimacy that you have done through your life. And I feel like he's inviting you to uh, this garden, this beautiful garden, and he's giving you the key. So he wants you to come in into the garden and just have even a deeper intimacy with him. He will meet you there anytime that you wanted to be there. It's a beautiful garden. It's his garden. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the invitation. feel what the Father's feeling with you right now. I just feel like I don't even know what it is, but it just, it's not for fun. turning this in he turns all things for good and I just feel 
that this closeness and this through this nonsense I don't even know what it is I just feel, I just feel the pain behind it and I can't convey enough how in this moment he's with you and he loves and he loves and he's in it and he's in it and he's not going anywhere and he's going to pull you closer and he's just going to tie you up and wrap you around it and you're going to see a new side of the father that you never even knew in red here. <laughs> What's your name? Beth? His love for you is tremendous. It's great. It's huge. I understand that there's been times of confusion, but things are ending clarity is coming in and you have not been left in the sidelines but you're right you're right where you need to be you're square in the middle of his love <laughs> you have been transferred into the kingdom of the son of his love <laughs> I see I see a red room That's, that's where he's got you. It's in his heart. He's got you there. All concerns, all worries, all fears, they don't enter into this room. <laughs> because you are so beloved. I see him as your protector. That in, in um, difficult times, been right there with you. He's never left you, ever. Now there wasn't a moment where you've been, he's been. Where you stepped, he's stepped. And he's got great things coming up. I see peace coming to your life and settling deep, deep within. And I speak these words out loud to you that you are blessed you are blessed and there is revelation coming to you for greater depths of his love that you never understood before and there are people that are going to be direct beneficiaries <laughs> in your family people that will be direct beneficiaries of the revelation that's coming to you so thank you and God bless you.
right here, this this couple right here. <laughs> Hi, are you guys together? Are you married? Awesome. What's your names? Brittany. Brittany what? Caleb. Hi, I'm Sarah. So glad you're here. I just immediately just felt um, just the Lord highlighting you. And I was just asking God, like, you know, what are you speaking about them? And I felt like the Lord um, was showing me that you came here looking, have, having some specific um, questions that you wanted answered. You wanted answers to. And I feel like you guys have been able to relate with the stories of disappointment and um, needing to know that God's still good and for you. And um, and for you, especially for you, Caleb, I felt like you were kind of like, all right, like, here's your chance to, like, let me know, God, that you hear me. And for you, I saw this picture of you walking, and there was this beautiful tree, you know, those cherry blossom trees? And and it was so beautiful, and you were walking with Jesus, and he, and he said, look at this beautiful, look at your beautiful tree. And you, and you were crying, and you said, but look at all the flowers that have fallen off. What about these, God? What do you have to say about all the, the ones that were lost? And, and, and I felt like God was like, but look, and those, those flowers that were on the ground were creating other trees. And I felt like he was saying everything that was lost was not is not going to be stolen from you. Everything that was lost had actually planted seeds that are bearing fruit. And even if you haven't seen the fruit yet, that God that God is doing something on the other side and we can't see it. And that you are going to be able to see the fruit from the things that were lost, things that were stolen from you. I hope that makes sense for you guys today. Can I just bless you and pray for you real quick? Jesus, I just thank you for this beautiful couple. I thank you for their marriage. God, I thank you that you see them and you know them and you love them. That what's important to them is important to you. That you hear the cries of their heart. You hear the longings of their heart. You see the dreams in their heart. Thank you for partnering with their dreams. Partnering with their vision, God. That it was purposeful and that you've placed it there in their hearts. I thank you as they seek your face that their marriage and their union is going to be stronger than ever. That your Holy Spirit is binding them together with your truth and with their, your love, God. And as they grow in intimacy with you, God, that their intimacy would grow. That everything that you promised, I thank you that they'll step into those promises. In Jesus' name. Yeah, I also just wanted to encourage you that I just felt like Jesus said all the desires of your heart, he's going to fulfill because he placed the desires there. He put them there. So he's, he's a good God. He's not going to put the desires there and then not follow through on his end. So I just wanna, I wanted to encourage you guys with that. And I also, I just felt you guys are such a powerhouse couple, like, Like, God is going to do so much through your union together. I just see you guys discipling so many people, bringing them into encounters with God and into the knowledge of him. And 
I just feel like you're going to see so many people give their lives to Jesus. You guys have such a call in your life. I see people just in your homes. <laughs> you guys just doing like pitch-ins and small groups and bringing people into your home, into your family and just doing life with them. And you're going to see much, so much growth and discipleship that way because you're just willing to give your lives and just share your lives with people. Yeah. Did Rebecca leave? Okay. I'll give it to her later. Does anyone? Okay. So we are going to thank you guys for letting us do that. We, I just really felt like a shift. Aureli's going to give one quick word and then we're going to wrap it up. What is your, uh, your name, uh, the lady over there uh, behind the red blouse? Wendy. Wendy, I see so much hope that you are holding on. And I feel that Jesus is sweeping your way where you want to walk. It's breaking everywhere where you are walking. He said, I bless you. Jesus, I feel like he's so much in love with you. He's never doubt. <laughs> never doubting he is with you. He's going to start doing visitation at night. <laughs> You're going to start feeling his presence. I just see him around you. Lord, he's hugging you right now. He loves you so much. Then if you are the only person in this world, he still died for you. He will give his life for you, even if it's only for you in this earth. Nothing will change his mind because how beautiful and how lovely he is for you. He wants you to be here with him and don't go back. Just get the good things from the past bring it to the new and make it whole with him that's the promise you want to start seeing his love close and more close then when you're in your car after you from work or something you whatever place they word you out you just want to keep coming and give it to jesus hey lord this is yours you said that your burden is light. I want to just choose to be light today. No heaviness. I don't want to worry about anything. I don't, I don't worry. I don't want to worry. And I refuse to worry because it's no part of Jesus' nature. <laughs> just keep your eyes in him and everything else, whatever will come, will come without you. Start, you're going to start seeing it. Something else knocked to your house. You are not at home no more for that thing. <laughs> yes. Your faith will rise up all the time. And you say, yes, Jesus. Yes, thank you, God. So I just wanted you guys to know that if you, we, we're going to wrap it up, and we're going to let you guys go get something to eat, and we're going to come back here.
6. Worship's going to start at 6 for our last session. Joe and Aurelia are going to be speaking. It's going to be an absolutely incredible. You're not going to want to miss it. Um, but if you want a word, it's okay to ask for a word. So if we didn't get called out and you just really want some encouragement, we're going to have some people staying here a little bit longer. If you want to, We just want you to be able to release to go so you have time to go eat because we want to honor that time that you need in between sessions. But if you want a word and you didn't get one, please come up and we would love to bless you and encourage you. Um, one more thing, Brittany and Caleb. <laughs> Sorry, I just couldn't let this go. I'm just risking it here, but... If you guys have ever felt like the body hasn't recognized your giftings or hasn't really championed you and empowered you to be all that God created you to me, I just want you to know that we recognize, I see the giftings on your life and I support you. And on behalf of the body, I'm sorry if anyone's hurt you or hasn't given you space to use your giftings and seen the powerhouse that you are and what you have to offer to the body of Christ, you're so important and valued to the body of Christ. And so on behalf of the church or any leadership that has hurt you and not recognized you, I say, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And if you guys are looking for a family, I don't in no way hear my heart. I don't. If you are looking for a church family, you guys are more than welcome to come here, but I, in no way that would just, I would take you away from a place that you're already connected because that's just not what Jesus would do. So I bless you to stay where you are if that's what you feel like you need to do. But if you're looking for a home and looking for a family, any of you, like we just want you to know that you're loved and that the body supports you and, and you have so much to offer this world and this body. So thank you guys. Yeah, so I'm going to release you guys. Like I said, if you guys want a word or to be encouraged, we're going to stay up here for a few minutes. Thank you guys for allowing me to be vulnerable up here and speak. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.us.